Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Second Samuel 2. David made king over Judah. Then it came about afterwards that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to one of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said to him, Go up. So David said, Where shall I go up? And he said, To Hebron. So David went up there, and his two wives also, Ainoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite. And David brought up his men who were with him, each with his household, and they lived in the cities of Hebron. Then the men of Judah came, and there anointed David king over the house of Judah. And they told David, saying, It was the men of Jabesh-Gilead who buried Saul. David sent messengers to the men of Jabesh-Gilead and said to them, May you be blessed of the Lord, because you have shown this kindness to Saul, your Lord, and have buried him. Now may the Lord show loving kindness and truth to you, and I also will show this goodness to you, because you have done this thing. Now, therefore, let your hands be strong and be valiant, for Saul, your Lord, is dead, and also the house of Judah has anointed me king over them. Ish-bosheth made king over Israel. But Abner, the son of Ner, commander of Saul's army, had taken Ish-bosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Maanaim. He made him king over Gilead, over the Asherites, over Jezreel, over Ephraim, and over Benjamin, even over all Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he became king over Israel, and he was king for two years. 
The house of Judah, however, followed David. The time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. Civil War. Now Abner, the son of Ner, went out from Mahanaim to Gibeon with the servants of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul. And Joab, the son of Zeriah, and the servants of David went out and met them by the pool of Gibeon. And they sat down, one on the one side of the pool and the other on the other side of the pool. Then Abner said to Joab, Now let the young men arise and hold a contest before us. And Joab said, Let them arise. So they arose and went over by count, twelve for Benjamin and Ishbosheth the son of Saul, and twelve of the servants of David. Each one of them seized his opponent by the head and thrust his sword in his opponent's side, so they fell down together. Therefore, that place was called Hilkath Hazarim, which is in Gibeon. That day the battle was very severe, and Abner and the men of Israel were beaten before the servants of David. Now the three sons of Zariah were there, Joab and Abishai and Asahel. And Asahel was as swift-footed as one of the gazelles which is in the field. Asahel pursued Abner and did not turn to the right or to the left, following Abner. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Is that you, Asahel? And he answered, It is I. So Abner said to him, Turn to your right or to your left and take hold of one of the young men for yourself and take for yourself his spoil. But Asahel was not willing to turn aside from following him. Abner repeated again to Asahel, Turn aside from following me. Why should I strike you to the ground? How then could I lift up my face to your brother Joab? However, he refused to turn aside. Therefore, Abner struck him in the belly with the butt end of the spear so that the spear came out at his back. And he fell there and died on the spot. And it came about that all who came to the place where Asahel had fallen and died stood still. But Joab and Abishai pursued Abner. And when the sun was going down, they came to the hill of Ammah, which is in front of Gaia by the way of the wilderness of Gibeon. The sons of Benjamin gathered together behind Abner and became one band, and they stood on the top of the certain hill. Then Abner called to Joab and said, Shall the sword devour forever? Do you not know that it will be bitter in the end? How long will you refrain from telling the people to turn back from following their brothers? Joab said, As God lives, if you had not spoken, surely then the people would have gone away in the morning, each from following his brother. So Joab blew the trumpet, and all the people halted and pursued Israel no longer, nor did they continue to fight any more. Abner and his men then went through to Arabah all that night. So they crossed the Jordan, walked all morning, and came to Mahanaim. Then Joab returned from following Abner. When he had gathered all the people together, 19 of David's servants besides Asahel were missing. But the servants of David had struck down many of Benjamin and Abner's men, so that 360 men died. And they took up Asahel and buried him in his father's tomb, which was in Bethlehem. Then Joab and his men went all night until the day dawned at Hebron. Many people actually when it comes to 2 Samuel 2, um, they didn't even realize that when Saul was killed, there was it was not just a, an immediate move for David to become king. Um, David was pronounced king over the southern kingdom, but they had not, the, the kingdom was not divided yet. It was all united under Saul. And so you had the the tribes of the south who recognized David, who 
came out of the tribe of Judah. And then you have uh, the north and the, the north tribes with um, Ephraim and, and all those up there. They chose Ishbosheth, which is one of the sons of Saul's that survived. So <clears throat> they followed what the world typically uh, uses today is that, you know, the next in line is just the next born son. And so um, because of this, there was a bit of a civil war. Now, not to the point where it was all the nations coming together and all the tribes fighting each other. It was those that were for David coming together and those that were for Ishbosheth coming together and choosing their champions and letting the champions fight it out. So not like we would consider civil war today. But what is there in this scripture for us? It's very simple. Whenever there's any kind of a void of leadership or authority, then there is the immediate response of the enemy to try to take that land or to take whatever it is. So if you've given up, a, if you've broken a contract with something that did have an authority or an influence because of your permissions that you gave it, if you had an oppressive spirit that that had been given authority in your life and you took that authority away, the first response is to try to come back and take it back. And so you have a bit of a increased intensity of spiritual warfare. And that's not because something's wrong with you. That's because that's common. That's common that once you've gained ground, the enemy wants to immediately take it right back. And it's also common that once you've gained ground in an area of your life where you have had struggles, you've lived more of your life falling to those struggles than having success overcoming those struggles. So it's going to be a little more difficult right after the initial victory or the initial... uh, absence of the authority in that area of your life. So, the important keys. Whenever you've gained any ground, immediately give that ground over to Jesus as the authority. Whenever you've gained any ground, you you ask Holy Spirit to fill that space, to fill the void. And the best way to do that is really to think whatever ground that you've gained Ask Holy Spirit to fill it with the opposite fruit. So if it's uh, maybe you've been struggling with heaviness and depression and you've prayed that out and you've prayed for deliverance in that area, well, then you ask Holy Spirit to fill you with contentment and joy, the opposite of the depression. So ask Holy Spirit to fill you with the opposite or the fruit of the Spirit That is the opposite of whatever you got rid of, whether it be jealousy or fear or or anger or anything or lying. Just pray the opposite. So, Father, thank you that even in such little um, 
just scriptures, just stories here of a David as he's rising up as king. You can give us so much truth and understanding in the fact that um, the enemy is is battling for us and wants to steal, kill, and destroy us. And that's not your design. That's not your plan. I just pray that you can help us to continue to rise up above that and um, continue to have victory in our lives, knowing that every victory will still bring a little bit of strife. But you've given us the ability to overcome. And we're thankful for that. I pray for all this in Jesus' name. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.